It's Jennifer Diane Ghostin, and welcome to Once Upon a Time in Adoptee Land. You may have wondered what reunion looks like from an adoptee's point of view, or be embarking upon taking that journey yourself to search for your first family, or simply want confirmation that you are not alone in your experience, wherever you are on the path of healing and pushing through a trauma. Wouldn't it be empowering to have many of your burning questions answered here? For this bonus episode, I will share with you part one of a piece I wrote about an experience that happened during the summer of 2022 with regards to meeting maternal birth family members in person. I hope you enjoy. I had the wonderful opportunity to attend a family reunion in South Carolina when I was invited by my birth mother's first cousins to join them at the annual event. It would be a nine-hour drive from my white front door to the beautiful part of the Atlantic Ocean called Myrtle Beach. I didn't hesitate to say yes, yet I didn't really know what to expect other than the faces of people who resembled my birth mother. The activities all sounded like a great time. There was a meet-and-greet planned for Friday evening with bowling, an amusement park gathering on Saturday morning, and dining at an upscale Italian restaurant in the afternoon. I love Italian food. In the nick of time, I booked my accommodations at the Best Western Grand Strand Inn and Suites that included a balcony overlooking the ocean. I had no idea how spectacular my view would be sitting on the other side of a glass door from a comfy bedroom to people watch, see the crashing waves of the water, and hear their soothing tone. There was only one room of that kind left when the person on the other end of the phone confirmed my stay for two nights. The only other logistics would be inviting someone to go with me, Or should I travel alone? I chose to have a companion that I've known for over 25 years. Time stood still and nothing else mattered, describes my first time in this part of the country. From Tennessee on Interstate 40 straight through North Carolina into South Carolina was a beautiful sight in and of itself. I had now covered being in 30 of the 50 states which had been a goal since I was a little person. The sound of the waves running to be near my bare feet were simultaneously rejuvenating and invigorating. My partner for this trip carried my shoes and looked into my eyes to only see my contentment in being there with him. We knew this experience was larger than just us, so together we moved in the direction of being in the same room with members of my birth family for the first time. We arrived to the spacious game room and wondered who was who when we saw a handful of black people in a sea of white smiles. This place was all about fun, laughter, and letting the games begin. I looked around and thought, surely this group seated near the entrance is a part of my biological tribe. I saw the skin tone, the hair texture, and other beautiful features to suggest that I was being mirrored in the moment like never before. I recognized none of them from the Zoom meetings 
but I saw that this was my biological family, though we had never met in person. Let me back up to the year 2020, when this Friday evening was in the making, though I didn't know it at the time. It was a DNA match that popped up for me in an email that set things in motion. I messaged a second cousin upon seeing our biological connection online. She immediately responded back for us to chat by phone. During our conversation, I learned that her mother, Juanita, would likely be able to answer my questions. She hadn't a clue about how to address my curiosity, except to say, let me put you in touch with my mother. She did just that. Within hours, I found myself engaged in a wonderful chat with Juanita, who confirmed that she was my birth mother Wanda's first cousin. Her mother and Wanda's mother were sisters. Wow. The first thing I asked for, like usual, are there any pictures you can share with me? Did she? She texted me photos as soon as she gathered them together. I thanked her and technology that day. I saw my birth mother's other first cousins who are Juanita's brothers. One in particular looked just like my Uncle Billy, Wanda's oldest brother. Juanita shared with me funny stories as she recalled going to Chicago from her home in Louisiana on more than one occasion to visit Wanda, her two brothers, my uncles Ronald and Billy, and of course their parents, my grandmother and grandfather, Ruby and William Upshaw. They in turn would go south to visit Juanita, her siblings and parents. She asked me about my brother and lovingly remembered his nickname, Smooch. He was spoiled, she said while laughing. I got a strong sense that she was fond of my grandfather, only after she repeatedly made mention of him being her favorite uncle. No, she knew nothing about Wanda being pregnant at 16 in 1964. It was obviously a well-kept secret from family living in Louisiana at that time and up until now in 2020. During the start of the pandemic and throughout 2021, Juanita and I stayed in touch by phone or Zoom meetings. I enjoyed her checking up on me and the open invitation to come to Louisiana for an in-person meeting she seemed to accept me without any conditions, though she knew nothing about my relinquishment, nor my adoption. She knew nothing about the ghost in family or my existence in the world. No one from the Upshaw family in Chicago shared that news with Juanita, but she embraced the here and now. I did too. I often sat at my laptop checking the distance between Nashville and New Orleans by car, and the cost of a round-trip ticket by air. Juanita said she would gladly pick me up from the airport about an hour away from where she lives. It wasn't meant to be, because before I knew it, we were ushering in a new year. I still hadn't been able to hug or receive a physical touch from members of my original maternal family who were now spread out between Louisiana and North Carolina. I knew more names and faces when Juanita's brother and his wife invited me to participate in the planning 
of the family reunion. I hope you enjoyed part one of Family Reunion and we'll come back for part two at the end of season seven for the conclusion. I set the intention to share what reunion can look like from an adoptee's perspective. The highs and lows of my experience may inspire you to search for birth family in an effort to learn more about the parts of yourself that were previously unknown to you. Hello, my friends. This is Corey Quinn. You know, in life, we're all still learning about ourselves. And for me, piano and music is just the medium to help me do that. So um, I'm really blessed to have this talent and skill and the ability to play. And I thank God for it because some days uh, I feel I really need it. And um, I hope uh, it brings you healing like it does me. Again, thank you so much.
I want to publicly thank my Patreon members who each month allow me to provide episodes each week free of advertisement. Shad, Nomi, Katie, Tina, Kate, Nancy, Gail, Cynthia, Deborah, S., and Damon. These individuals have expressed to me that they believe that my podcast is a valuable resource to our community and beyond. I appreciate all of you so much. I hope you, the listening audience, will consider making a one-time financial contribution or become a Patreon member at patreon.com forward slash land. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you will come back again.